say praise the Lord tonight. It's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. And I tell you what, I don't know any better place to be than in the house of the Lord. You know, we don't know what's going to take place in the time we're living in. But the church don't have anything to do but to look up. Because our redemption is about to grow nigh. So, you know, I'd just like to say something tonight before we get started. I'd like to give some honor to my pastor. And, you know, he's kind of under the weather. I talked to him about 9.30 this morning, and he, he sounded kind of like an old bullfrog. And I asked him, I said, Bill, did Sister Cook just hit you too hard? I won't tell you what he said because I don't want to get him in trouble tonight, all right? But anyway, we appreciate him tonight, appreciate Sister Cook. And I'd like to give some honor to Sister Sis tonight and to the uh, elder Mother Cook also. And, you know, to the ministry of this church. I don't know of any other church you can go to that where you've got the ministers that's wholehearted, love the Lord like it is here. And so appreciate the membership of this church also. Good saints of God. But most of all, I'd like to give honor to the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. Because he's the same. And I'd like to add one more thing to that. Wasn't that an awesome message Sunday night? Come on now. That was a great message. I told him after service, that was a conference uh, message. I've heard many conference messages that wasn't as good as what that was. That was good. We appreciate that tonight. Well, you're already standing, so if you will, just turn with me tonight to the book of Matthew chapter 24 and verse 36. And uh, I promise you that I will be uh, conscious of the time tonight because I know that school is tomorrow. And I doubt very seriously if Sister Cook is going to say, it's okay if you come in about 12 o'clock because uh, we was out late. I doubt if that's going to happen. So I will be conscious of the time tonight, all right? Matthew 24 and verse 36, if you've got it tonight, says, but of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark. And knew not until the flood came and took them away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Then shall two be in the field, the one shall be taken, and the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the meal. The one shall be taken, and the other left. Matthew 24, verse 42 says, Watch, therefore, for you know not the hour your Lord doeth come. You may be seated tonight. You know, sometimes we have to repent. Have you ever had to repent? You know, I, I, I just might as well confess tonight. Uh, I had to repent over a saying. I'd say, you know, if I went into a place and there was, I was the only one there or somebody was gone, I'd say, well, did the rapture take place and I missed it? But the Lord kind of convicted me of that. I don't intend on missing the rapture. I plan on making the rapture, if you please. Thank you, Jesus. Brother Chris, would you just ask the blessing tonight?
Jesus' name. And I know that my pastor is uh, watching now, and or he will be later. And I believe God can heal him as we speak. I believe God is a healer tonight. Thank you, Jesus, for it. If I could put a title to this, I'd like to put stop, look, and listen. You know, as, long, as young children, and when we were growing up, and you're teaching your children tonight, before you cross a road, you stop, you look, and you listen. Now, why do we do that? Because you're at a crossroads. Church, it seemingly we may be at a crossroads tonight. We don't know what's going to take place. We don't know where we're going to be in another war or what's going to take place. But I don't think the church has got anything to worry about because I believe Jesus is coming soon. Hallelujah. This, this may be a different type of lesson tonight, but this is what I feel like God has given me tonight. Uh, in Revelation chapter 4, in verse 1, uh, John said, and said, I looked, and behold, there was a door opened in heaven. I believe tonight that that door is about to be opened. And said, the first voice that I heard there was a, like a trumpet was talking to me. Now, you know, there's something about a trumpet that raises the hair on the back of your neck. Well, it has to be on the back of the neck for me because you don't raise it up here. Uh, and the voice said, come up here. And said, I will show you the things which must be hereafter. So what hereafter what? After John was off this planet called Earth. And he was going to be seen or he was going to see what was going to come up on the face of the earth. Now, I'll be referring to this scripture again time from time tonight. But I'm still looking for Jesus to come. You know, I listen a whole lot to Brother Jeff Moses and uh, Brother Anthony Mangan and Brother Mark Morgan, and plus my pastor. Uh, and, you know, they all seemingly agree that nothing else has to take place, Brother Chris, for Jesus to come. He could come before we get away from here tonight. So my thought is right from the beginning tonight, are you ready? Come on, because Jesus is coming soon. So when he saw the door that was open, he went on to say, he said, immediately, not tomorrow, not the next day, whenever, he said, but immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one set upon the throne. Now, I'm a one God man. That's all I know. I was brought up in a one-God church all my life, from a baby on up. So I believe one God, and I believe it's going to take that one God. I believe you have to believe in that. And John saw one sitting up on the throne. He didn't see two. He didn't see three. He didn't see ten. Listen, if he saw four, he might as well see five dozen. Come on. But he just saw one sitting up on the throne. Now, you know... Uh, I've been out of prison for 24 years. I've been retired 24 years. Uh, let me clarify that tonight. I've never been in prison, but uh, I taught school for 24 years. And I had a young lady in school one time that told me, she said, I was baptized this weekend. I said, well, that was good. I didn't have too many females in class, but so every now and then you'd get some that would talk, some that wouldn't, you know. Uh, and that's, that's another story, too. I had one, two girls in a class that got into a grease fight. And I had to end up taking them to the office and 
the, uh, the principal said, Will said, I should expel you, suspend you. He said, but, you know, I believe that you're going to have a hard enough, both of them was blonde-headed, and said, I believe you're going to have a hard enough time getting that grease out of your hair. So the next day, one of them, she told me, she said, I spent over two hours in the shower trying to get that grease out. I'll never do it again. But anyway, one of them told me, she said, I was baptized. And I proceeded to, I, I kept my Bible, and it was the Bible, my first Bible that I uh, had that my parents had bought me, I think, when I was nine years old. And I kept that thing in my desk. They would put me under the jail today. And I got the scripture open, and I said, were you baptized like this? And she said, no. She said, I was baptized three times. I said, baptized three times? She said, yeah. She said, that preacher said he put me down one time for the Father. He put me down another time for the Son. And he put me down another time for the Holy Spirit. said, I thought he was going to drown me. And she said, I really thought, well, had I been that mean? Had I done all those things? And that's why that uh, he put me down so many times. I'm here to tell you tonight, uh, church, that if you go to the water and you go any other way. Now, Brother Chris, if I say Hug on me, all right. But if you go to the water tonight, and if you go and if there's a caption set over you on anything other than in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, if you please, you just got wet. Why is this so important? There was a missionary report one time, and you know, brother and sister Cummins probably can relate to something similar to this, but there was a missionary report one time come out that I don't know what denomination that he was. It doesn't matter because wherever you are tonight, God can bring you out. And God enlightened him to the oneness of the Godhead. And there was nobody there to baptize him in Jesus' name. And he walked out into the water and he said, I indeed baptize myself in the name of Jesus Christ for the remissions of sins until I can get where a true man of God can baptize me. That's how important it is tonight. It's important that we be baptized in Jesus' name, if you please. I'm glad I know what his name is tonight. That's why he said, he said, you believe that I'm he, you're going to die in your sins. So, you know, if you go, if you go to the water, you better go the right way. People say, oh, you know, I was baptized. Well, were you baptized like the Scripture said? Well, no, uh, I, I, I wasn't. Uh, because, listen to me, there is no, there's no way in the Bible that I have found anywhere, especially in the King James Version, that, were, that anybody was ever baptized using the ceremony in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It was always in the lovely name of Jesus. Oh, what a lovely name that he is tonight. Luke 21 and verse 36 says, watch, watch. You got to stop, you got to look, you got to watch. You better be watching because you don't know when Jesus is coming. He said, watch and therefore pray always that you may be accounted worthy to escape. All these things shall come, up, come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. You've got to stop, look, and listen. You got to stop your sinning. How do you stop your sinning? You repent. You get your sins remitted. Come on now. 
Now, there's a whole lot of people that does what? They just turn all the way around at 360 and come right back to the same place that they're in. But it don't work that way. You have to uh, get your sins remitted by the blood of the Lamb. You've got to be baptized in Jesus' name. You've got to receive the Holy Ghost tonight. And you've got to look. Stop. Look. How do you look? We're looking for His coming tonight. We're all here tonight because we chose to be here. Now, we all had things that we could be doing. Some of you could be doing homework for tomorrow, right? Come on now. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> and you've got to listen. You've got to listen for the sound of the trumpet. I believe that the uh, trumpet is going to sound one of these days. And it's going to be so loud that it's going to wake up the dead. The Bible teaches us that the dead in Christ shall rise first, and those that are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet him in the air. And there's something about a trumpet that sounds. If you remember in the old Calvary days how they used the trumpet. Now, we had a young man one time in church. Uh, he could, in fact, it was Sister Fisher and Brother Fisher's son could play a trumpet, and he could make what hair is on the back of your neck, okay? He could make them stand up. I mean that. If you had never heard him, you would know what I was talking about. And it was so loud. He, he used that at camp. They used it in a little skit one time at camp. And there's, he was behind a curtain. And someone thought it was just a recording. It wasn't a recording. It was him back there blowing that trumpet. Well, you know, when the archangel blows that trumpet, I believe Jesus Christ is going to step out and he's going to step out into the clouds of glory. And he's going to come and then we're going to hear him say, hey, the door's open. The door's open. Just come on up. Come on up. Another thing I'd like to add to that tonight, you know, back in Roman days, they used to have uh, chariot races on the wall. The walls was wide enough they would actually have chariot races there. I don't know what kind of wall that the city's going to have. But I know that according to the Word of God, that the gates of it is going to be out of pearl. And it's just going to be one pearl per gate. Twelve gates, but one pearl per gate. So if the gates to the city is going to have a pearl sort, what is the door going to have What is the door going to have? If the streets are paved with pure gold, and I believe that they are, Brother Hendricks preached a message one time at our church about how God rolled his big old gold uh, paving machine out. And he began to pave the road. That's always stuck with me. Now, I want you to know if you, if you heard that, great. If you haven't, uh, you know, you missed a good uh, uh, message. But, you know, when they come in, they blacktop. They go, when they add, they'll put about two inches of blacktop. But I believe that that gold was so deep, you could look way down in it, and you could see your reflection way down in it. So if the streets are paved with pure gold, and if the walls around that city, if you please, and it's got gates of uh, pearl, how big or how solid 
is the door going to be with pure gold? Now, I want you to know tonight, church, that uh, is it, uh, you know, uh, the moral of that story is the door was open. It is swung open. When that uh, door swings open, I want to be ready to go. Now, there's a whole lot of people tonight that's looking for Antichrist. Now, we all went through the ages, and some of you uh, older brothers and sisters know that, you know, when Henry uh, Kissinger was uh, in, everybody was preaching that he was the Antichrist. Well, I guess he's dead now. I think he passed on, uh, and he wasn't. Well, then come on down to where we are, and they started it, uh, former President Trump with the Antichrist. Well, I've got news for you. He's the, he's the wrong uh, nationality for that because they wouldn't accept him. But I want you to know tonight, church, that as we look and we begin to see and we begin to look for Jesus to come, the Word teaches us tonight in the book of Romans chapter 2 and verse 11 says, For there is no respect of persons with God. Now, you can take this. This is not to offend anybody, okay? But you can, you can take it for what it's worth. And this is from James Mason chapter 6 and verse 10. I believe tonight that if God is no respecter of person, and he's not, there's people says, oh, but you know, I had a neighbor one time that said, well, you know, I, I won't be living during that time, so I've got it made. And, but I, the church is going to go through tribulation. Well, listen to me. The church was not, uh, the tribulation wasn't designed for the church. Praise God. I know that's iffy. If I get too iffy with the church, I want you to know one thing. Going back to my personal scripture, just my personal uh, feelings, if you please. If God is no respecter of person, and He's not, and if the church is going to go through the tribulation, do I need to get down here to finish? Then He is obligated to go out here to the cemeteries, wherever they may be here. I can relate to ours. He's, a, he's obligated to go out there to Rose Hill at home and resurrect every one of the church that's done gone on, have their backs beaten, have them to be tortured, have them to be killed, just like everybody else is alive. But that's not going to happen because the church is seen in heaven. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, glory anyway. Uh, I, I hope you're listening, uh, Brother uh, Cook, and I don't get thrown out of here tonight, but I, I believe Jesus is coming, and I believe the rapture could come even tonight. I believe it could take place even tonight. So, church, as we begin to look and we begin to see, when the Bible teaches us tonight that if the uh, dead in Christ is going to rise first, those that are alive remain shall be caught up together to meet him in the air. Now, no offense intended for what I'm saying, all right? That's just me. You don't say it that way, that's all right. The main thing is to be ready. Be ready to go where he comes tonight, whether it's tomorrow, whenever he comes. We've got to be ready to go. I'm looking for Jesus to come. And I believe that he's coming soon and very soon. The king is going to come. As the king of all kings, 
and the Lord of all lords. When he walked down that old rusty, dusty road, if you please, and uh, mud holes and whatever, I want you to know that he's still that same king tonight. He's still the, he's still the same one tonight if we'll just put our trust in him. And as we begin to look and we begin to see uh, things, we've got to say, well, I've got to stop. I've got to look. And I've got to listen. We have to stop what we were doing. And we have to look. We have to look both ways. Church, are you hearing me? Are you understanding tonight? We're at a crossroads. We may be at a crossroads tonight and not even know it. And we've got to listen. You, what are you listening for? Are you listening for cars to come? No, we're listening for the trumpet to sound. We're listening for the trumpet to sound. I believe the trumpet can sound tonight. And I believe that, uh, you know, I don't have anything to go back home for. Now, I'm over here by myself tonight. My uh, kids, one sick and one wasn't even uh, home from work. I talked to him about an hour before I come. He was still at work at that time. But I want you to know, I don't have anything to go back home for. If the rapture wants to take place tonight, just so be it. Come on. Just so be it. We've got to be ready to go when the Lord comes. We've got to stop. We've got to look. And we've got to listen. Now, that may be simple words. This may be a simple lesson tonight. But I want you to know I believe that. I wrote this down because I keep a dry erase board. Again, back to our school guys. You know what dry erase boards are. Used to, well, used to we had chalkboard. Now, probably two-thirds of you can't re don't even know what a chalkboard is. I can remember having to take the eraser. You know, you had an eraser, and you would have to uh, go out and dust them. All the guys wanted to go out and dust them because that was just that much free time you had outside. Dust them. Then there come a time you have to wash them. Then they had to be out in the sun where they could uh, dry. But this is a dry board. I keep and I keep the right side of my bed. I got a little nightstand there, and I got a nightlight. And if a thought comes to my mind, if the Lord gives me something, I'll just raise up and I'll take that and I'll just write down just enough that I can remember it the next day. You know, the older you get, your remembrance don't work as well as it used to. So you have to write things down. Now, I'm, I'm sure that I'm probably in the boat by myself on that. But I want you to know tonight, church, that I wrote some of these things down. And I remember uh, a little before Christmas this year, I went into a fast food store. You'll have to forgive me. I'm supposed to be drinking and drinking and drinking and drinking. They're after me to keep drinking. And I told one of, them, one of the kids the other day, I said, I've been drinking and Jim said, well, said, I'm going to call Bro Cook and tell him you've been drinking. I said, well, just make sure you tell him I'm drinking water. <laughs> but anyway, I went into a fast food store because some, you know, Hardee's and DQ and some of these, they actually cook breakfast for me sometimes. Yeah, just for me. Because I go in and I pay them some money and they'll, they'll give you whatever you want. You know. But anyway, we were in line. 
uh, it was early and some of the school kids was coming and uh, they'd stopped by to get them a sausage and biscuit and I mean the line was long and they had one, one person at the cash register. And this guy was talking to me behind, I turned around, was talking to him and we made small talk and we talked about the weather and we talked about the line and COVID and that's how long we was in line. And so I got my food and I went and I sat down. And I sat down there at a table. He got his food and come over and sat at the table right next door to me. I had never seen him before in my life. I haven't seen him since. And we got talking and he was a he was a coal miner, and of course I wasn't a coal miner, but my family was. And neighbors down the road, they worked at the mines. He knew them. He knew the superintendent and so forth. Small talk. Anyway, he got talking. I'm not going to call his name because he may be watching. And he may show up over here. Because I invited him to church. And I also invited him to watch it online. But anyway, I could see that he was really troubled. And... He got talking about one of his family members, and I'm not going to go into detail. I don't want to pinpoint him. I don't want to keep him from coming to the house of God. And he pulled out his wallet and showed me a picture. And he started crying. Well, when he done that, I pulled out my phone and showed him Pat's picture, and I started crying. So there are two old men were sitting there, one at one table and one at the other, and both of us bawling like a bunch of babies. So when we got a hold of ourselves, we got talking and talked about the Lord, the coming of the Lord. Come find out, he went to the largest church in Central City. And we talked and made small talk. I said, well, it's good talking to you. When we got ready to split up, I said, I'm, uh, I, I enjoyed this conversation. And I said, well, I guess we just happened to be here at the same time. He said, no. And at church, like I said, he had that faraway look on his eye. His eyes just like, I don't have nothing to live for. And I began to witness to him, probably doing some pastoral work that I didn't have any business doing. I wasn't his pastor, but I felt like doing it. And I said, well, maybe we'll see again. He said, yeah, I hope so. He said, I want you to know something before you leave. I said, okay. I thought, here it comes. I've done something wrong, you know. He said, you're not here by chance. He said, I really needed to talk to somebody. And he said, I feel like that God put me here at this place and you here at this place so I could talk. And you could talk to me and witness to me. Are you hearing where I'm coming from? And I tell you what, I walked out of that place, and Brother Chris, I was on cloud nine. I told, I told Jim, I said, son, I said, maybe God still got something for me to do. Come on now. You know, we never get to a point where we can't reach out. You say, what's that got to do with the coming of the Lord? I don't know where he is tonight. I've never seen him. Sense. But maybe, just maybe, 
that he'll get in a good Bible-believing Acts 2.38 church and say what I felt there that day, I want more of it. Church, we've got to reach out to somebody. We've got to love them. Oh, it would have been easier to say, oh, you're one of those kind. You believe in once in grace, always in grace. Well, I do too. Got your attention now. I believe in once in grace, always in grace too, as long as you stay in it. You got to stay in it. Church, if you're going to make it when the uh, Lord comes for his church, you got to stop, you got to look, and you got to listen. And you got to stay in this good way. This is a good way. This is a good life living for the Lord. I talked to a, a lady just yesterday in Walmart, and she lost her husband, she said, five years ago, which will be today. And uh, he was a man of God, neighbor up the road. And she was talking about him. She said, you know, I've, I've had to repent. I said, well, we all have to repent. Even when you stop, you look, and you listen. She said, I, I have stood with him by bedside. I have too. And she said, I've told people, oh, I know how you feel. And she said, I didn't know, know how it felt until it come home to me. I said, I've done the exact same thing. So what are you saying? I'm saying when it comes home to you, it may be too late. But today is the day of salvation. Now, I realize that we're not running, jumping, leaping over the chairs tonight, all right? I couldn't do that when I was young. But I want you to know tonight that I can be doing it in my heart. Like the little fellow was that was corrected. His mom put him in the high chair and told him that he, was, he had misbehaved and so forth and so on. And he said, well, he was doing it in his heart. Well, sometimes I have to do things in my heart tonight. But I love the Lord tonight. I believe he's coming. Soon and very soon I believe that he's coming. And he's coming for a people that's called by his name. And again, if I could just encourage the young people, especially those that are in the apostolic school, you are so blessed that you've got an apostolic school. There was no apostolic schools when I was a kid because that's been just, just a few years, not a long time, but just a few years ago. But, you know, I, as I said before, uh, times have changed to where that kids are not the same anymore. They got their minds on other things. They need to stop what they're doing. They need to listen to what somebody that has the rule over them. And when they do that, they can make it. Church, we've got to make it all the way home. I, I don't want to just see what's on the side. You know, the rich man, he could see what was on the other side. I want to experience it for myself, don't you? Now, a few years ago, uh, there was an older gentleman in the church, and at that time, Brother uh, Austin seemed to be so old because I was so young. Now, he wasn't really that old. He's passed on now. But we were doing a Bible study uh, on Wednesday nights on the book of Revelation. 
And he brought me a picture. I wish that I had asked him for that. I believe he would have even given it to me. I would have, I would have bought it from him. But he brought me a picture of somebody had given him. And it was when the rapture took place. Now, I read to you tonight in the scripture where it said two would be grinding at the mill. One would be taken and one left. And in this picture, it showed. Now, let's, let's put everything in slow motion. Let's, let's do a slow motion thing just for a few minutes. I'm winding down, all right? It showed images. It didn't show faces. It just showed images of things coming up out, cars, cars wrecking, airplanes, airplanes crashing, trains crashing, and some was left behind, and some was rising up in gold land. Church, I don't know what kind of body we're going to have. I'll be honest with you, I don't have the foggiest idea what kind of body we're going to have. But I want you to know that it'll be fashioned like the Lord wants it to be. Praise God. I'm looking for a new body. I'm looking for a new body. And when we do, we won't have to worry about, uh, if you please, the arthritis and those things like that. And, uh, when, you, when you get up and you do this, does your, does your joints pop? Or am I in that boat by myself too? It's not fun to be in the boat by yourself. Come on, somebody, are you, have you, are you in that boat too? <laughs> well, that's good. I'm here, glad to hear that. But I said all that to say this, that when Jesus comes, and he comes for a church that's called by his name, it didn't say anything about that he's coming for another name. I worked with a, a missionary Baptist preacher for years. He was a good man in his way. And... I almost had him talk into coming to church. And he passed on before he actually came. But he always felt like that there was one church for them and one for us. Listen, you're not going to make it if you don't come to what Acts 2.38 says. He said, behold, I stand at the door and I knock. All oh, that's ever come before me, thieves and robbers. I don't want to go where thieves and robbers are. You know, the rich man could see. If you get where you can't hear me, I'm sorry because my throat's already beginning to close up. <laughs> but if, uh, if the rich man could see what was on the other side and he knew he had missed it, look what kind of torment that's going to be. What you could have had. Could have had. But we got to stop, look, and listen. Because Jesus is coming soon. I want to be in that number when the Lord comes. I want to be in that number tonight. Praise God. You, now, you can, you can pray, Lord, you heal Brother Cook. Get him back on Wednesday night. Uh, uh, but I want you to know tonight, I appreciate the opportunity to be here tonight. appreciate the opportunity to standing before the good people that's fighting. Some of them's already fought a good fight and gone on. But some of, of the people here, you're still fighting that good fight of faith. And when we do that, we can make it all the way home. Not just part of the way, 
You know, uh, we went to uh, Dayton, Ohio one time to a conference. I might have voiced this before to you. And we stopped at a Holiday Inn to ask instructions on where the church was. It was on Prince Albert Boulevard. I didn't have the foggiest idea. There was no GPS then. I, I couldn't, I didn't have the foggiest idea where Prince Albert Boulevard was. And I got out of the car and this man come running over and he said, don't park there, don't park there. I said, they'll, they'll tow you off. I said, there are sticklers on that here. Okay, I just want to ask you a question. I held up the flyer. He looked at it and he said, I'm one of them. Now, he didn't know me, madam, but he said he wasn't ashamed of the gospel and he said, I'm one of them. He said, I'm one of those apostolics. Well, I don't know if it's apostolics or apostolic tonight. I just, whatever it is, uh, you know, you hear people say, well, just call me for supper time when the Lord gets ready for that marriage supper on the other side. Lord, just call me. Just call me. Because I want to be there. I want to make it all the way in glory land. Do you love the Lord tonight? You're here tonight. You don't know the Lord. What a better night that it would be than tonight to make up your mind. You say, well, we're not running, jumping, shouting tonight. That's all right. You can do it in your heart tonight, all right? Do you love the Lord tonight? Can you just give him a big wave offering as Brother Chris comes tonight?